genre. Hi, I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And I'm Norman Mitchell, and we're the hosts of Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we discuss, appreciate, and delve too deep into the Lord of the Rings Extended Editions, one minute at a time. You know there's a Balrog down there, right? It'll be fine. (laughs) Have you ever wondered about Hobbit economy or how wizards get their mail? Are you also in awe of Hugo Weaving's eyebrows? Then join us every Monday through Friday on our mission, quest, thing, only on DuelingGenre.com or wherever you get your podcasts. We solemnly swear we're up to no good. Welcome back to Harry Potter Minute, the fan podcast where we overanalyze the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Laguna. And today we're talking about Minute 109. Minute 109. We're, 109. We're getting so close. Pretty soon we're going to be at like under the half hour mark left. It's going to be insane. It is going to be insane. Minute 109 starts with friends explaining that unicorn blood keeps one alive even when they're an inch from death. And it ends with Hagrid staring down friends as he leaves the the group alone in the forest. Okay, so I, I mentioned that I want to talk about this today. We're going to talk about this today. Drinking the blood will keep you alive even if you're an inch from death. But because you've killed something so pure... You will have a cursed life. A half-life. A cursed life, a cursed is what he says. What, what do you think that means, a cursed life? I feel like you wouldn't, like, no matter what, you just wouldn't be 100%. You know, like, you're alive, but you'll always feel... Not sickly... But I just feel like you just wouldn't be, you would no longer be your true self anymore. Like, to me, that, that, that explains why, to me, he doesn't look human even anymore when we do get to see Voldemort hmm. take a form is because he has taken that unicorn blood. Cause, I mean, obviously we, we've seen who Tom, Tom Riddle looks like in a, yeah. in, in a book or in, in the movie and he's a normal human boy he mm-hmm. has a nose and like you know <laughs> that's he, a big sticking that, point. that's a big sticking point and uh you know this happens to him and then he comes back and then he looks the way he does i just figured like that's why he looks the way he does is because he is no longer himself he is now like a monster version of himself hmm. i don't know i do think that the idea like i, I definitely understand that idea of like feeling like you're not a hundred percent. Um, I think part of it comes with like a dependency. Like, I think if you're live, if you're, if you're staying alive because you're drinking unicorn blood, I think you just have to continue drinking unicorn blood. So I think it's like almost like a type of like vampirism or drug addiction. Mm. I don't know. Oh, very interesting. 
Yeah. And it's not like he has to drink vampire, or vampire blood. It's not like he has to drink unicorn blood once he returns, or even after the end of this movie. Um, I think he goes back to being a shadowy thing for a couple more years, you know? Mm-hmm. Huh. Do you think this is the the closest Voldemort has gotten to coming back in the last decade? I think so. Me too. Because otherwise, I feel the wizarding community seems to be kind of on it when it when it comes to like anything that's out of the ordinary for them. Sure. And I feel if he if there was any even if he had supporters doing things that are are whatever, it would have been almost cited immediately. I mean, or at least like sniffed out. In I don't some know. Way. Voldemort literally comes back and murders someone in cold blood, and they still think Harry's lying about it for a year. It takes him standing in the middle of the Ministry of Magic waving a wand around for anyone to believe he's back. I feel a lot of that is, like, adults not taking, like, him seriously because of his age. Well, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's just all the ignorance of, of the Minister of Magic at that point. And a lot of just, like, fear. Not wanting to cite anything. He's afraid that Dumbledore wants his job. It's political at that point. It's bureaucratic. Dude, if Dumbledore wanted your job, he could have snapped his fingers and taken your job. Yeah. Like, that's not even an issue. He clearly doesn't want your job. He doesn't want it. Jeez. (laughs) Noisy cats today. I apologize, you guys. Yeah, he says a cursed, it says a cursed life. And I, I do think that that, I, I agree with you. I do think that it means that they're, um, lesser in some way. And Voldemort's already not going to be 100% because he's broken his soul into slivers. That's true. So, of course, I guess, of course he's willing to accept that. He just wants to stay alive. He doesn't matter what the cost is. What the quality of life is. Yeah. Uh, I read an article the other day that said, or uh, it was like a post on Tumblr, that said that Voldemort split his soul into seven pieces, created all these horcruxes. Um, He lived to be about 71 years old. Dumbledore didn't try any of that stuff. He just lived his life and right. taught his students, and he lived to be 115. Yep. So, if Voldemort hadn't gone on this quest to like split his soul into pieces and conquer and conquer death, he probably would have lived longer. Even Grindelwald lives to like 115 plus because he's alive after the death of Dumbledore. Yeah. Yeah. That must be crazy. Could you imagine what it must have been like for Grindelwald when when Dumbledore died? Wow. Like, I don't know. I don't think we'll ever get to talk about no, that, really. No, Um But where is he in this scenario? I, th- I don't know where he's at. I always assumed he was in prison. But still. Yeah. Just, just always. Is it for life? Is that is it, for I don't life? I don't know if he's at... I don't even know if it's at Azkaban. Is wizarding prison for life? Do they get sentences like muggle prisons? Like, oh, you have to be there for like five years. I don't think so. I think, I feel like... I feel like if you're you're bad enough to be thrown in prison, that's it. You're in prison. I feel like there's one thing, because it's not just regular, like, 
muggle crimes like oh here's this drug yeah. dealer you know you go whatever i don't I think feel that- like it's horrible huge big things that are <laughs> there like-, like crimes against humanity like yeah. atrocities you're like nope you're going into azkaban and you're gonna because like the rest of your life. i don't think the dude who's the shop owner at borgen and burks is worthy of being thrown into azkaban even though he's selling like dark magic objects so i don't know it's weird he says, uh, so Ferenz tells Harry that, that they'll have a half-life from the moment the blood touches your lips because you have slain something so pure. Like, the a unicorn is, like, the most majestic, purest Okay, thing. so is this some kind of magic? Like, I think unicorns are always seen as, like, this, this ephemeral, ephemeral thing mm-hmm. that it's like, why would you kill something like that? It's like, you know what I mean? You don't, like, you don't get sustenance from it you don't get anything from it like it's a majestic pure being that should be left alone it's like an endangered species or something of that nature even like even like not hearing all this and just what i I know about unicorns i just feel like that but i think a curse Uh uh-huh is a type of magic right yeah so like i agree are are you saying do unicorns possess a, a type of magic? I guess. I think since it is a if magical it, creature, that that yes, it does. Okay, but if I if I kill a hippogriff and drink its blood, I'm not gonna have a cursed life. No, like it's a different thing. But see, like that's type so. But but so creature. so what I'm what I'm it's interested in in is like I feel if you killed well, okay, okay, so a phoenix. Can can it dies naturally and then it is reborn? But can you kill a phoenix to the point where it's not going to come back? I don't. I don't know. I don't. And think if so. you can, I think that would be a horrible thing to do. Like you would not do that. Like that's okay. But like, but what is the law of nature? Like what what is causing this curse? Where does the what is the source of the curse? Is it like? The blood is poisonous, and that's what you're going to be cursed by. Like that's why you're going to have a, a half life because you're not supposed to consume this blood because it's maybe, it's toxic maybe, to humans. Maybe there's a um something in the blood, like you said, like a drug. Okay, so say there's something in the blood that you're consuming, and sure, like it's helping you, and you like like say you drink it, and you're like, wow, I feel great, like I feel wonderful. But then it's like um. Like, uh, you come down, there's that steroid or some kind of thing in there mm. in which, like, oh, but I feel, like, awful now, and now I need it again, and, like, that's, to but see, me, see, is, but, is... But that doesn't... There, But in that case, that I would say that, like, okay, unicorn blood will keep you alive, but it's toxic to humans. Like, I don't think that that's a curse. I think that that's a passive result of you're not supposed to drink blood. Um... I, yeah, I mean, people don't look very well on vampires. You're just yeah. not supposed to drink blood, period. So. Of anything. B- but, but the way he says it, I feel like there is like a magic. I feel like, okay, what I'm, what I'm getting at is I feel like this is a deeper kind of magic. I think this is the kind of mat, this is the same kind of magic that like protects Harry from Voldemort because his mother sacrificed. There's some sort of like universal, I don't know. I don't know what the source of it is. It seems it's, like there are different types of magic. It's kind of weird. I don't know. They're even deeper. Unicorns to this me This is have like ancient been, magic. Yeah. Like unicorns to me have always been kind of put up on a Yeah. 
pedestal, if you want to say that, like, when it comes as mythical creatures, magical creatures, whatever, go, like, unicorns are, like, people, people love unicorns. Again, it's, it's always very pure looking and white and, like, beautiful. And you never want to see something like that come to harm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. The sight of a fallen unicorn the fact is always that, just so sad. The fact that it has like a magical element tied to its death right. is interesting. I don't know. Hmm. It's not very well explained and we'll, um, we'll almost never see unicorns again. No, but I feel like a lot of the magical creatures have something about it, just not to this degree. Yeah, this is like an interesting... This is an interesting effect. This is a creature that has an effect that's not, like, produced by... You know, like, you have a demiguise that can turn invisible. That's a magical creature and it can turn invisible. But that's, like, it. it it's influencing itself. <laughs> this is yes, but like, aren't invisible cloaks made? Yeah, by they're made from they're made from the fur of them. But it's like you're but, killing a mink or whatever for its coat. Mm-hmm. But but it's not causing an active effect on someone else, right? Is that like cloak, oh, you kill a, a cloak made from a demiguise and you use the, it? Is it going if, to curse yeah, you? Yeah, it's if I kill a demiguise, I'm not going to turn immortal or turn right. invisible. If I kill a unicorn, I'm going to be cursed. Like, that's an active thing that's happening as a result of the murder of the unicorn. Or... Or of the drinking of the blood. It's superstition. Yeah, maybe they're wrong. Or it's magical superstition. This is their equivalent of our superstitions. They would have that about certain things. You shouldn't deal it because you'll be cursed, but that's, like, that's what they... It's not literal. You're not literally going to be cursed. It's just, this is a big this no-no. This is a universal thing yeah. that you just don't do this. Yeah. I don't know. So, so... Harry's like, but who would... Who would... Who would do such a thing? Who would live such a life? Yeah, because if you know all that, like, why would you want to put yourself through that unless it's worth it to you? Friend says, can you think of no one? Yeah, very, uh, cryptic. Like, come on. Very Socratic. Think about it. You know. You know. You know. (laughs) Do you mean to say that thing that killed the unicorn was Voldemort? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, and he doesn't even answer. He says, do you know what's hidden at the school at this very moment? So he's yeah, not telling totally, you. Totally, though, because centaurs are very, uh, I, are very cryptic no, themselves, I, I think. really like the centaur here. He oh, he, is, he's telling him stuff, but without actually telling him stuff. Yeah, no, he's, he's telling Harry, like, you know all of this. Like, you just, just haven't. put it together. Mm-hmm. And he says, who would do such a thing? Like, think about it. Oh, it's Voldemort. Do you know you what's know hidden at the school, school right now? Oh my god, the Philosopher's Stone. Voldemort's killing unicorns so that he can stay alive, and the Philosopher's Stone creates the elixir of life, and oh my god, Voldemort's like, after uh, the stone. There you go. Um, it was just like, like let, me, let, me, let me give you the pieces here. And uh, I really like that. I really like that. So right when Harry Harry comes that realization and is like the philosopher's stone um Hagrid yells out Harry's name you hear you hear Fang barking and uh the the crowd the group of them all kind of come over the 
come over the rise. Sorry, it's Hermione that calls out Harry's name, not Hagrid. Yeah. Hagrid says, hello there, friends. See, you've met our young Mr. Potter. Of course he knows who Ferenc is. Why is Hagrid being aggressive here? Like, I've always gotten the impression that he doesn't like Ferenc. I just think that the tensions between the centaurs and everyone else in Hogwarts is just very tense anyway. But we don't get any... And I feel because he's on the edge of the forest and takes care of the magical creatures that are, like, kind of in the forest. I mean, he obviously knows who the spider is and, you know, it's his friend or... Like, Mm -hmm. like, like Hagrid is such a friendly guy that they're just always very, like, this is our forest. In the book... Get out of here. In the book, I feel like Hagrid is being friendly toward the centaurs Mm -hmm. and they're like standoffish and like we're not supposed to interact with you guys yeah but in here it's kind of like he's got his crossbow up they both seem to be very Mm kind of i think this is very like only haggard only yeah you don't think friends friends doesn't seem to be like friends doesn't seem to be aggressive back he doesn't seem he doesn't have his defenses up haggard's haggard's the one with a weapon Um, I don't know if I, I don't know how I feel about it. Hmm. That's why I wrote that the end of the minute, Harry, he, Hagrid kind of gives friends the stare down as he leaves. He's just like, it's, this is, Hagrid here holding the crossbow is, it's Aragorn with his hand on the sword whenever, whenever, um, Boromir picks up the ring. Maybe, uh, Hagrid is just very overprotective of Harry. Okay. Doesn't necessarily know the intentions of, uh, said, uh, of Ferenz or the other centaurs or his, you know, and, and against Harry. Yeah. See, that's why he asked him, you all right there, Harry? Okay, so, so Draco, Draco went and got them. So, and Draco left before there was ever any centaur there. Yeah, he left and was like, oh my god, this thing was drinking the blood of the unicorn, and so maybe that's why his guard is up. Yes, because he, he wasn't there. Like, All he, friends, did you do this? Like, he's there and he's like, what's going on? Harry's there and you're, like, really close to him and I don't know what your intentions are. Yeah, and you're, like, kind very, of up in his face at that moment that they come over the rise because yeah. they're talking about- and he's very protective of Harry. Okay. So maybe he's just being, like, a papa bear. Like, hey- what are you, what are you doing? In that case, like, oh, I like, I like, like, Hagrid trying to be all tough. Cause you know, like, Hagrid really kinda isn't tough. No. But he's big. He and Fang are the same. Yeah, he's, but he's big and intimidating. He is. So you uses the size and the look mm-hmm. to do your work for you. Yeah. That's and, smart. So, I mean. Well, that's what I was yeah. thinking too is like, like, Fang isn't very tough, but he comes back barking. Yeah. And it's because he's got Hagrid with him, too. Like, I think the two of them together... He needs the backup. Yeah, there you go. Here's here's my owner. Fang's a big coward when he's alone. When he's alone. He's gotta have Dad there. Yeah. Yep. I like it. So, friend says, Harry Potter, this is where I leave you. Uh, he says, good luck. And then he leaves. So, so... So, friends wishing Harry good luck... He's telling him, like, you know what you have to do, I feel like. After after giving Harry the two revelations about who was in the forest and what's in the castle, yep. he's like, good luck. Like, like this is your mission, that information. should you choose to accept it. 
Like, here you are, here's this information laid out for you now. Yeah. Like, plain as day, do with it as you will, good luck in that. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I like it. That All was a good minute. This was a good minute. Yes. Um, thank you for joining us for minute 109 today, you guys. Come back tomorrow as we wrap up the week. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Harry Potter Minute, and uh, you should definitely join the listeners' army because uh, we have a lot of really great discussion with our with uh all of the people that we talk to and interact with, and all of our listeners and hosts from other shows. It's a great time over there, so join us, please. Harry Potter Minute in the Listener's Army, and come back tomorrow for Minute 110. Thank you. Mischief Managed. Managed.